what it comes down to at the end of the day is to give a person purpose and feeling and self-worth again to say, hey, I can concentrate on something. Hey, I can do something and improve from it. And if that just gives them the confidence to try something else, that's what I'm aiming for, I guess. And I guess uh, the only other way to it is myself. I'm trying to be more open. So if you come down and shoot topics with me, then uh, you know you're going to be talking to someone that's been going through the same thing and you ain't just really worried about you know, how other people feel. I discovered Cameron Bennett and Forging Ahead while perusing through Facebook one day, and I was struck by his story. After giving a lifetime to the Canadian military, Cameron came home and struggled to find a way to fit in. Dealing with PTSD, he found hope and purpose with an iron and a forge. And he's got big plans for helping others struggling with PTSD, and it was an honour to be able to visit with him about it. Cameron, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate this. Well, thank you very much. I'm actually very happy that you uh, called me on this and wanted to talk about this. I'm very new and we're starting out and we would really like to help get some more awareness out there of what's going on and the story of how it all started. Yeah. On that note, how how did this all begin? You had a career in the military, correct? Yes, yes, I did. It's a full career of my entire life. Uh, one thing that uh, I can always say growing up, whether it was my search for, you know, that brotherhood feeling or whether it was the stories of my grandfather who fought in World War II. But ever since I was a little kid, five, six years old, I was telling everyone I just want to join the Army. Uh, finally joined the Army when I was 18. thought it was just going to be pretty easy peacekeeping stuff that Canada was known for. And next thing you know, a year after I joined, uh, 9-11 happens. Wow. Uh, or so, the year after I got into the regular forces, because I started in the reserves in 98, 99, and then I switched over to the regular forces, PPCLI, in uh, late 99, and didn't get there till I think, March of 2000. Um, yeah, 9-11 happened a year later, and uh, wow, next thing you know, after my first peacekeeping tour to Bosnia, I'm going to Afghanistan. Um, did wow. that for 13 years, and then uh, after I realized I was suffering a lot of problems and I wasn't able to do the old uh, hard infantry job anymore, switched over to the Air Force when they were looking for us because Afghanistan was winding down and uh, became an aviation tech. Uh, mental health injuries and physical injuries got too bad, so I uh, eventually got released from the uh, Air Force and uh, with a medical pension, and uh, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Realized that I never really admitted that I had more problems than I actually knew I had or just was trying to hide them and not thinking they were that bad until finally I realized I couldn't do any type of gainful employment anymore. My mind was broken and my body was broken. So I had to figure out what to do and I was pretty lost. Uh, saw a friend of mine doing blacksmithing and said he liked it. So I thought I'd give it a try. Um, the medical pension system paid for me to take some schooling and I found I loved it, and I couldn't believe it, but I was all of a sudden starting to sleep better. I was uh, starting to gain a little bit more confidence in myself. Uh, even though I was going through a lot of hard stuff and freaking out and, you know, getting mad and throwing metal across the room type of thing like that, I was actually noticing that I was still able to keep doing it and not give up on it because I couldn't master it type of thing. And it wasn't until one day when one of my instructors just tapped me on the shoulder saying, hey, it's lunchtime, and I didn't even realize I was zoned out for four hours straight just working on stuff, not thinking about anything else, that I realized how much it helped. Um, and that's pretty much when I decided that instead of me just doing this for a hobby and having fun, I want to 
hopefully bring what it's done for me with all my problems and help other people with it. Uh, and I guess that's really where it started. So I got back from, uh, I got back from that course and I had a choice. Either I take off and do the old medically released military thing like you see in from the movies in Vietnam, living down in Mexico or Belize or something, <laughs> or I invest in myself. And I decided to take my money and invest in myself. So I've invested probably about 70000 right now of my Veterans Affairs payments and all my money and everything like that to getting my backyard redone, a shop built. And still to this date, I will not charge a, a veteran or first responder that wants to come in here and try this out. Um, and everything that I do make is 100%. I don't charge anything for my services. It's just whatever I make it, I'll sell it to you, what you think is a fair price, and it just goes into an envelope and a safe box for the charity. Um, and, yeah, that's where I'm at now. i got my shop up, um, not-for-profit organization, where we have our application in for uh, charitable status. Government bureaucracy is taking forever, but, hey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we're still hitting some roadblocks on trying to get full insurance for full opening, but uh, that's where we're at now. I just I love doing it. It helps so much. Wow. that That's quite a, quite a, a story, Cameron, and how, how you moved from one thing to the next. What... How is blacksmithing considered, like, how do you see it as a healing tool? Well, <clears throat> for myself, I would say it's, and I can only speak from my opinions and opinions of, that I've talked to with people, or at least the ideas I got from them, or how they made it sound. Right. But I found for myself, a lot of soldiers and a lot of medics in different fields, so on and so forth, when they get out, it's all they know. Hmm. And when you're always put into life or death situations and that's all you're trained for, you're really only taught either you do it or someone gets hurt and you die or your buddy dies, so on and so forth. And failure really isn't acceptable. Same thing for when you have first responders going out. If they screw up, they always have someone's life on the line or their life on the line that they're dealing with. So they're all of a sudden told that you can't do that job anymore and they just will feel pathetic. They feel like they're literally useless and have no purpose because they've literally been told the thing that they've been told they have to do and hack it and keep going. They can't do anymore. So to them, they're broken. They've been told that they are ineffective anymore. Um, so really when it comes down to it, it's to give a person confidence and purpose again. Uh, and that's where I think it helps because when you come here, whether you're good at it or not, you can get some type of satisfaction that as long as you keep trying at it, you'll see improvement. Um, so you'll get a little bit of satisfaction knowing that, hey, I did this, I improved here. You'll get satisfaction when you see something that you've made and go, hey, I can see the mistakes, but look what I've finished. Um, you'll be able to get physical, physical exertion out so you won't have to worry about your body being in a fight or flight state and always uh, anxious. You'll be able to get that energy out, which is going to help you, one, be more physically active. Two, it's going to get you more tired and everything like that there at nighttime. And it's going to help reduce your levels of anxiety and everything like that because you have had something to concentrate and spend your energy on. Um, and I think that's probably the most I, I, agree, I, I like about that is you are being active without even realizing it. It's a really, really hard job. But if you're zoned in and trying to do that stuff, you are killing yourself and you don't even realize it and you're improving. Hmm. Um, I guess some other parts of it too are the uh, pride of it. 
I guess, is the pride of knowing what you're doing and knowing that maybe you have hope that you're not broken in these things and that if you stick your mind to something, you can see improvement, your skill. Um, you can not access flight or flight through, um, say, taking other skills like uh, mixed martial arts, which is very big within military personnel, especially combat arms. Well, that still accesses your fight or flight, which gets your anxiety and adrenaline going. There's got to be other ways to get it out to uh, exert yourself without accessing that point. And again, blacksmithing does that. Uh, and that's a lot of the reasons why, I think. And when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it's to give a person purpose and feeling and self-worth again to say, hey, I can concentrate on something. Hey, I can do something and improve from it. And if that just gives them the confidence to try something else, that's what I'm aiming for, I guess. And I guess uh, the only other way to it is myself. I'm trying to be more open. So if you come down and shoot topics with me, then uh, you know you're going to be talking to someone that's been going through the same thing and you ain't just really worried about, you know, how other people feel. Sort of thing like that there. So let it out type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess that's the reasons why I'm liking what I'm doing here and why I like blacksmithing so much. Right. So it, you're saying like the physicality of it and you're seeing the results because you're finishing a project, literally, that part of it is, is a draw, but it's also the community that you're providing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, what it is, is I'm just trying to give the feeling of self-worth to people again. You're not broken. Yeah, you may not be able to do certain things, but you're not broken. Right. When when you started, when you first started the blacksmithing, when you went to that course that you referred to, um, was the purpose of it similar? Or was it just, hey, this I have a buddy that's doing this, and this is what I've learned because I did it? Or was that course initially for to help you? Absolutely or- not. Okay. Um, that was just me going on there going, I don't know what I'm doing. This hmm. looks cool um, for myself. The course was definitely not designed for that. So... If you're okay with it, can you explain to us what uh, what PTSD is? What does that look like for you? If you're comfortable explaining that. Um, <laughs> if you're not, I totally... Uh, I'm I, not a psychologist and I don't know. I can only explain it from my point of view and I could be completely wrong. It, it, it happens to everyone uh, in different ways. Right. Uh, right. For myself, it's, uh, there's common symptoms for myself. It's... Um, a constant state of anxiety or fight or flight. Don't like uh, I don't like crowded areas unless I'm with someone comfortable or I know where I'm at type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't uh, I don't like unfamiliar places. Uh, when I'm in a crowd, I prefer to be in corners and everything like that. There, and I get very agitated uh, very quickly, and I mm-hmm. don't usually talk. Um, and then if I do get into a uncomfortable situation where I again don't know, I'll usually act out and start doing shock humor just to be able to push the people away type of thing like mm-hmm. that. And uh, so then they'll be like, hey, don't be around that guy type of thing. He's a little weird. <laughs> so then I can be isolated away from people. Um, yeah, it, it will cause you to snap. It, there's times where you're constantly battling your mind. Hmm. Uh, every day I go for a walk, I have to. I, I even say to myself uh, that my goal is to walk for 10 minutes without having some weird scenario pop into my head from the past or something like that that gets me all anxious or angry. Uh, there's tons of things. It affects right. people in so many ways it's impossible to explain it. But I guess the best way to put, to sum it up, in layman's terms for me, mm-hmm. PTSD is just extreme nostalgia and, and mm-hmm. memory recall. It's okay. literally recalling 
extreme incidences where your body is getting hyped up, feeling like it's going to happen again. So your body is getting into that adrenaline state. Okay, so I guess the best way to put it. Okay, so when, so do you find yourself doing blacksmithing every day? As much as I can, yeah. There's okay. days where I have to. I I have my own routines and everything I do to try to live a little bit more healthy. And days aren't, you know. There's good days, bad days. There's good weeks, bad weeks, and there's good months. When I say literally, it's hard to do anything. Hmm. Um, but I just try to do. I, I guess I call it a self-respect routine. Uh, for myself is I try to convince my mind that it's not a chore to do something for myself. It's respecting myself and I deserve it. So little things like I always try to make sure to take my medication properly. I always try to do one thing to, uh, I guess it would be called one thing hygienic, like clean something in the house. Uh, then I always, tr- I always try to do uh, one thing active. So that's going to be uh, myself. I have a little workout routine I do. Hmm. And uh, then I take my dog for a two-kilometer walk every day afterwards. And uh, then I always try doing one thing productive in the shop. And so I can feel physically exerted and that I've improved on something. So that's usually my goals. Mm-hmm. Again, life comes in where things change and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I guess that would be my pattern mm-hmm. for dealing with things, for blacksmithing every day. But, again... Like, uh, for example, um, I was shocked when the uh, Manitoba Minister of uh, Infrastructure, Mr. Schuler, uh, Minister Schuler, uh, did a private member's bill, and I didn't even know what was happening. And yesterday, he stopped by to uh, drop off and give me the actual uh, plaque for it and everything like that. There, and I'm going to be putting it up in my shop, and I gave him a small little tour and just told him what my plans are, and you know, a little demo and everything like that of blacksmithing. Can you what? Can you give some details on the, what the member's bill was? Uh, I can read it for you if you want. Sure. It's going to take me a second, though. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave me the... You can still hear me. You just gave me the black. Okay. <laughs> I apologize because I'm not too great at reading these things. No, well, I mean, if, if you don't feel comfortable reading the whole thing, I'm just wondering what the members, what the members bill was about. Oh, okay. Um, it is pretty much just explaining my uh, military service. And I didn't even know he was doing this until they contacted me a couple of days ago. Hmm. Um, and then it's just talking about what I'm doing with the charity afterwards and how I'm trying to expand things in Rashad and everything like that and how I'm investing with my own money and everything. So how'd that feel knowing that you were just recognized by the, you know, the Manitoba government? Um, pretty happy, but I'll tell you this, honestly, like a lot of cases for people, uh, you get the standard feeling going, I'm just doing my own thing. I don't really think I deserve this type of thing because I'm just working. Right, because you're, you're working at healing yourself and then, you know, inviting others to join you. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I, I just, that's why I always say, I, you know, this is working for me and I want to see if it'll help other people on the way and I think it can, which is why I'm trying to do this and expand it. Right. So the people that are, you're having people join you in your blacksmith shop, what are you hearing from those that are participating with you? Well, a lot of them are pretty new and they love it. They always tell me they like the ideas and stuff. Um, Problem is, I guess, locations and commitment and everything like that there. It's really hard to come back, you know, from where they live to continuously come over. If you're close, I always have an open shop. Uh, Everyone says they love it and they have so much fun. But a lot of problems is a lot of people like seeing instant uh, gratification Hmm. so and it's one of those things where i got to look in blacksmith and be like you are not going to get anything serious accomplished you're probably going to waste a bunch of metal today just learning how metal moves type of thing like that 
Right. Um, but that's part of the experiment of it. Um, is literally seeing yourself improve from going, wow, I was ruining metal and now I'm making a leaf type of thing like that. Um, right. and that, but I would say generally, I don't think I've heard a person saying anything negative about it yet. Right. So blacksmithing is a process similar to healing and recovering is a Absolutely. process. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, there's numerous studies out there that have shown that, uh, Artistic uh, artistic relaxation and working actually does help reduce PTSD and LSI symptoms. I, I know I have a couple links on uh, websites and uh, my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, my website's extremely outdated, but it's, we're <laughs> waiting until we get full charitable status to actually revamp it because then we'll have a more direct path of where we're going to be able to go. Right, right. Yeah. What what do you envision for forging ahead? What are your plans for it? Oh. I have more plans than I wish I could freaking get funding for, you know, sort of thing. But uh, my overall goal is, one, I didn't realize this is the first blacksmithing slash charity like this in Canada. I really thought someone would have already done this. Hmm. Um, But nope. Uh, Anyways, so I am actually want to try to make this the first franchisee charity where you can actually franchise for the system. And what it is is because... I've always said this isn't, forging ahead isn't about being a master blacksmith. You need to have knowledge in it, know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but as long as you're willing to learn and willing to have a shop open for veterans, first responders, and really anyone that's having a downtime, but as long as you have that shop open and veterans and first responders always come in for free, as long as the charity's doing all right, we'll try to help you set up shop as long as you do it under the forging ahead banner type of thing. Right. Um, but for more local in the area, uh, plans, I really want to turn Rashad community in the Southern Manitoba into a niche art culture area. One thing I learned is Halliburton, Ontario, they're doing that and they're nailing it. Hmm. Um, and it's expanding great. Why should Southern Manitoba just be known as a rural farm area? Right. Why can't it be a rural farm area with a niche cultural market that has freaking, say, an area for uh, a big community center outside of St. Adolph or wherever we can get it in here? I would love it to be because I love St. Adolph. Yeah. I do. I, it's, I think it's a great location, and I think it has so much potential. Hmm. Um, have a center there where people can come together for metalworking, for uh, community arts classes, for community uh, woodworking classes where they can rent the space out and everything like that. Um, have a big parking lot in the front for uh, community farmers markets, whoever wants to host events and everything like that, uh, you know, for firefighters, so on, so on, so forth. That's what I see is a nice big community center where you can do that and have all those things so people can, you know, schools can book classes there. Um, hobby groups can uh, run classes there and like that there. If a person wants to teach uh, weaving, we could, we could try to get a room for, you know, a weaving class, whatever. That's what I, I try to see is some type of cultural art center that could be created to help people come together, one, under the banner of helping all funds going to mental health and so on and so forth, but really just to help a community grow and have another thing out here for design, culture, art, and have that small town type of niche market to it. Wow. I wasn't expecting such a detailed plan, Cameron. That is, you've got big plans and I, I love what you're doing here and look forward to seeing how, how this grows. Um, I, yeah, I'm really in awe of what, of what, you're, what you're doing here. 
And I'm sure there are those who are participating with you are very thankful for you finding this and and wanting to help out others, right? Like this may have started out initially as you trying to take care of yourself, but it's become about others now. Absolutely. And actually, that's one thing I've been continuously told is like uh, I've been told a couple of times because I do have a small board team and they're awesome. Um, any more administrative help would be the better. That's one thing. I'm a soldier. I am not an administrator. I don't know paperwork and stuff. So if someone saw my paperwork, they would look and be like, oh, this is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I said, I'm the, I'm the worker. I'm not the uh, administrator. But uh, yeah, no, no, sorry, as you were saying, this is pretty much as the charity is going there. We got a board and we're ready to go. Um, as I keep saying to anybody that comes by here with a few potential sponsors that are looking into uh, helping once I get charitable status, I keep saying, you, you give me $10 million, I'll have a shop and a fund and a system and everything ready to go type of thing. Yeah. Well, thank you for what you're doing, Cameron. If people want to learn more, whether they are maybe struggling and, and would like some, <clears throat> excuse me, would like some help from from your blacksmithing, or if people are wanting to step alongside and, and work with you, how can they reach out? Oh, feel free to email me at uh, Cameron at ForgingHeadInc.org. Uh, what's it called? Uh, or you can give me a text, my phone number. Obviously, I'll even say 204 232 7764. That's my personal phone, but it's also once the shop gets going, we get charitable status that will turn into my uh, charitable phone. Um, so I have no problems giving that number out, but any ideas, whether it's the donations of metal, whether it's even, I'm trying to get help trying to uh, build a storage place in my backyard. So I have places to put the metal projects in the winter because I have very limited space. Right. Um, any ideas for property or land too, where to look for, for, to throw a project idea out for, for, uh, buildings and so on and so forth would be phenomenal. Really, just anything. Or if you just want to come down and try it, my shop is always open. Give me a call, and if I'm sitting around in my house, I'll fire it up for you. Awesome. Well, I hope some people take you up on that offer. Thank you so much for your time, Cameron. Looking forward to seeing what's ahead for Forging Ahead. Thank you very much, and I really thank you for calling me on this.